Welcome back to the Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to download a free report to learn how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. Also brought to you by the Facebook group, Powered by Private. If you are a private lender or want to learn how to become a private lender, or if you are a real estate investor that wants to learn more about how to use private capital to fund your real estate deals, that's the group that you want to be in, Powered by Private on Facebook. Speaking of Powered by Private on Facebook, today I want to talk about the Private Lender Handbook video course that I am writing. I am in the process of writing this course. This has been a goal of mine to write this book and this course all year long. Now that we're in July of 2023, I am finally moving down my list of goals to that goal, that priority, if you will, that uh, objective, if you will. And I now that baby is here and baby is good and healthy and happy and kind of sleeping a little bit, I have a little bit more bandwidth to focus on this priority. And it's very important to me that people learn how to learn how to learn how to lend their own private capital. Just this month, we sent out our million dollars worth of preferred rate of return interest payments to our capital investor partners for Finley Capital. $1 million in interest payments have been sent out since we've opened. Today, we this month, we hit that milestone. So uh, in celebration of hitting that milestone, that gave me a little of extra incentive, if you will, or momentum, if you will, to try to write this course and get it going. So in the Powered by Private Facebook group is where you will find the content for this course a lot of this content will be shared in that group as it gets produced, as Lowell and I produce it, edit it, deliver it, document it, direct it, get it going, it'll be in there. So here is the structure for the Private Lender Handbook. And the objective of the Private Lender Handbook is to teach you how to safely earn double-digit returns by lending your own private capital as a private mortgage lender. That's the objective of the book. Course number one, how to lend your own private capital. Chapter one, introduction to private lending. Chapter two, the private lending process. Chapter three, the four C's of underwriting. Chapter four, how to structure a loan. Chapter five, loan documents. Chapter six, finding borrowers. And then chapter seven, helpful tips and FAQs. In other words, everything I forgot to put in We'll go into chapter seven. And today I want to read to you, my friends, my pals, my buddies, I want to read to you a little bit of chapter one, give you an idea of what's coming in the private lender playbook video course. Chapter one, introduction to private lending. And here's how it goes. Congratulations on your decision to learn more about becoming a private lender. Anyone who has capital to lend can do so by following the steps outlined in this publication. Lending your own private capital is a fantastic way to earn double-digit returns while mitigating risk of loss by implementing strict underwriting guidelines and standard procedures. Whether you intend to lend your own capital directly to borrowers yourself or raise capital to lend from friends and family or to simply partner up with a company like Finley Capital to co-lend to our borrower network with us, you will quickly fall in love with the simplicity and relative safety of the private lending investment strategy. So that is the introduction to chapter one. Just want to give you guys a little flavor, see what it's like, but let's keep going here. 
Chapter one, section one, what is private lending? Private lending is simply the act of one individual lending his or her own private capital to another individual or entity. Private lending is a term often used in finance and banking. In the context of real estate investing, the term is synonymous with other terms like private mortgage lending and hard money lending. Anyone can become a private lender. In the vast majority of states, there are no licensing requirements to lend private capital as long as certain conditions are met. Lending money to an individual or an entity to purchase a primary residence does not fall under this category, but as long as the lender is making a commercial mortgage to an entity to be used for business purposes, these loans are typically exempt from oversight and regulation from the Dodd-Frank Act, and therefore anyone can make them. Check with your own legal attorney for clarification on your market because I am not an attorney, but that's how I understand this. A private lender acts as the bank by offering a loan to the borrower in exchange for a promise to repay the loan over time and with interest. Although banks and other financial institutions are the traditional source for financing real estate transactions, loans from private lenders can be an appealing alternative option for borrowers in non-traditional situations. For example, a borrower who wants to fix and flip a distressed house might use a private loan to finance the purchase and or renovation costs instead of requesting a loan from a traditional bank. Banks prefer to lend money on properties that are in good working order and to borrowers with great credit and stable income, as opposed to houses like this that need a lot of work and they're not you know, in great shape as is today. Another example of a private loan coming in handy is when a borrower needs to close quickly on the purchase of a property. Banks typically will take between 30 and 45 days to fund a loan. And in some circumstances, a private lender can fund a deal in less than 48 hours. So that's a benefit of working with a private lender. A bank cannot move that fast. So if you have a deal that has to close in a couple of days, a private lender might be your only option. And you don't wanna lose that deal because it might be a great deal, but a bank can't help you there. A private lender will typically secure a loan to a borrower with either a mortgage or a deed of trust security instrument recorded in the public record of the local jurisdiction in which the property resides. This depends on what state you're in, whether you're in a mortgage state or a deed of trust state. This action creates a lien against the property, a public record, a lien, which makes it impossible for the borrower to refinance or resell the property without first repaying the private lender in full. Private lenders typically charge higher interest and fees to finance deals like this than a traditional bank does. But most borrowers are comfortable paying the extra cost in exchange for the convenience and the flexibility a private loan can offer. Private loans can range anywhere from five to 15 plus percent interest, and private lenders often charge loan origination fees called points, as well as other processing and administrative fees. For example, a private lender might charge a borrower 12% interest and three points with a $700 processing fee on a $100,000 loan for six months. This is a typical loan that Finley Capital might do. In this situation, the borrower would have a $1,000 monthly interest payment to make in addition to a $3,000 origination fee and a $700 processing fee. Throw in a few $100 draw fees in there as well. In total, the total cost of capital for this borrower for a loan that lasted six months would be $10,000. Now, you might be asking yourself, why on earth would a borrower be willing to pay that much interest to a private lender? But just imagine you are the real estate investor and you have $30,000 in cash in the bank. You run across a distressed seller who is willing to sell you a house for, say, $72,000 that needs another 
40,000 in repairs to raise that value up to 160. In a situation like that, borrowing say $100,000 to make a $60,000 less interest holding costs and closing fees still makes a lot of sense when you couldn't close on the deal without a private lender funding it. Private mortgage loans are typically a win-win scenario for everyone. A private lender can create guidelines and restrictions as strict or as lenient as he or she prefers. For example, at Finley Capital, we typically will not lend more than 65% of a property's estimated after repair value. So if we feel that property would be worth $160,000 once it has been fully renovated, the maximum loan about to our borrower would not exceed 104,000 in that scenario. Other lenders might lend up to 70 or 75% of that after repaired value, but around 65% is where we feel the most comfortable. As the private lender, you get to set your own risk exposure tolerance, which is really nice. A private lender and a hard money lender are terms often used interchangeably, but technically a private lender is an individual lending his or her capital, and sometimes that of, of friends and close family, whereas a hard money lender is usually a corporation that lends institutional capital from a Wall Street bank or other financial source, as opposed to private capital invested directly by mom and pop private lender, small operation, friends and family, your own capital, hard money lender, usually you're brokering loans for big nationwide companies, brokers, warehouse lines of credit, banks, commercial institutions, things like that. Private lenders and hard money lenders each have their advantages and disadvantages, but they effectively serve the same purpose. A quote, hard money loan and a quote, private mortgage loan, again, are terms that are used relatively interchangeably. A private lender can offer private, quote unquote, or hard money loans to individuals. And for the purpose of this discussion, we will just refer to them as private loans for simplicity. How am I doing so far? Are you guys enjoying this? This is the private lender handbook draft for the video course. And I'm just giving you a little sneak peek of it. Here we go. Let's keep going. 1.2. What is a private, aka hard money loan? What is it? Well, a private loan is a specific type of asset-based loan financing through which a borrower receives funds secured by real property. Private loans are typically issued by private lenders or hard money lending companies. A private loan is typically, not always, but typically secured by a first position recorded mortgage or deed of trust against the property with, and with a promissory note. So these are the two main documents that secure the lender's interest in this loan, either a mortgage or a deed of trust, depending on the state, and a promissory note that spells out the terms of the loan. At Finley Capital, we also require some additional things such as a commercial loan agreement to the entity borrowing the money and an unconditional personal guarantee from the borrowers in that entity on every loan that we fund. So these are documents that can secure these loans. A private loan is determined by the current and future value of the real estate asset, as opposed to a conventional loan, which is also secured by the real property, but relies much more heavily on the borrower's credit, income, and overall estimated ability to repay the loan. That's why they call them hard money loans, hard. They're talking about the hard asset is what is the loan is based around. So these private lenders are looking at the hard asset, the real estate, the collateral, and basing their lending criteria, their lending decisions off of that as is and as in that future value, as opposed to looking more so at the credit worthiness of the borrower. In other words, to get a residential mortgage, you have to have a job, you have to have income, you have to have you know this and this and this, you have to have a certain credit score. To get a private loan, some of those factors they may factor into the lending decision, but they're not the primary factors as opposed to the actual hard asset being the main thing that's that's being analyzed for. 
the security and the collateral that protects the loan. Interest rates and origination fees for private loans are typically much higher than conventional loans because of that higher risk dynamic and shorter duration of the loan. So when I say higher risk, what I'm talking about is the condition of the property when you fund it is not at its after repaired value. So there's some time between day one and when that project is renovated that that property is not in its best you know, condition. So if that loan, if that project doesn't get completed and the borrower has, or the lender has to foreclose on the deal, the lender now has to manage the problem somehow, either selling the property as is or finishing the renovation himself. So there's more risk, if you will, at that point of the life cycle than a traditional mortgage loan that has a house that's in fine working order that a borrower can just move into and own and enjoy. So different dynamics. Also, these loans are much, much shorter term. So they require higher fees to move the money in and out more often than a traditional mortgage. An investor who intends to buy, fix, and then sell or rent a distressed property would consider a private loan. Conventional banks and credit unions tend to shy away from lending on distressed properties. So a private loan is an, often an attractive alternative for an investor who does not have enough funds on hand to do it otherwise. That makes sense? In other words, if you wanna flip a house, and the property just isn't in good shape, your traditional bank just might not want anything to do with that. They might lend it to you, lend money on it after you fixed it up, fixed up and not before. So if you don't have enough money to fix up the deal, to buy it and fix it up, you need a private loan to make it happen. A borrower who needs to close quickly on a property might also rely on a private loan, which can actually be funded in a much shorter period of time than a traditional loan, which takes between 30 and 45 days to go through a bureaucratic underwriting and appraisal process. A private loan is typically a short-term loan. Most private loans made by Finley Capital are anywhere from one to six months in length, sometimes a little longer. A typical loan made by Finley Capital might charge the borrower, say, 12% interest and 3% origination, along with a $700 processing fee and, say, three $100 draw fees. So for a loan of $100,000, the total cost of capital, assuming a 10-month loan duration for that borrower, would be $1,000 times six months equals $6,000, plus that $3,000 origination fee, plus $700 processing fee, and then three $100 draw fees equals $10,000. Because the loans are only six months in duration, we can usually repeat this process twice per year, which can lead to returns of 18, 20, or more percent per year combined. That's pretty sweet. You ready to become a private lender yet? I bet. I think that's enough for today. On the next episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of private lending. We're going to talk about the risks of private lending. And then we're going to talk about why not everybody is a private lender. But I wanted to give you all a taste of what it sounds like to learn more about becoming a private lender and why I love the idea of anybody with extra capital that they want to diversify outside of their normal investments to look at making a private loan. I want to show people how to do it and I want to invite people to do it with me if they don't want to do it on their own. Bottom line is lending private capital is a great way to diversify your portfolio in my opinion and the risk mitigating factors around structuring a private loan properly can make it a very attractive investment alternative. So until next time, go get them.